Hey, listen, welcome to the Halos and Games cast, episode 113. My name is Jeff. We are going to be talking about a lot of new game releases that have come out this week, as well as Nathan has brought us a fun show, uh, or a fun game for the show. Yeah, we're going to do some uh, video game bracketology, and uh, we'll have more info on how you can participate later on. Ooh, love, love getting the listeners involved. Also joining us, Rob Douglas. He's getting hype on all that Assassin's Creed uh, reviews that's been dropping this week, I know. I'm like so desperately trying to resist buying it right now. <laughs> well, it's not out yet, so like just wait till the game comes out and you're seeing people post about it all over the place on Twitter, like actually playing it. Like then it'll be really hard. So. Actually, if you got the all inclusive edition with all the DLC, you could buy it early on Tuesday. Oh my god! So yes, more video game companies That's are a- doing that bad practice. <laughs> yeah, my- that means you get it today. Yes. My my brother literally did this uh, with FIFA. He bought it, I think, like four days early by paying an extra twenty bucks. Just to, literally the only reason was just to have it, you know, early access. Early access. So it's yeah. I feel like it's kind of slippery slope. Hopefully, uh, this doesn't become common practice. But anyways, uh, let's start off the show by talking about all the new releases that have come out. Of course, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is releasing this week. And it is getting what looks like to be some of the best reviews of any game of the series. Um, so, Rob, I'm going to send this over to you. You have two minutes to talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and why you think it's going to be amazing. Go. You're giving me a whole two minutes? Wow. Yes, and it started ten seconds ago. Wasted. I know. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. IGN, who, uh, you know, they've reviewed every Assassin's Creed game, gave it the best score out of all the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, 9.2 versus Assassin's Creed Origins that got 9.0. Basically what they say, what everyone is saying is that they take everything that Origins created and made really fun and made it even better. Um, it's still got the traditional Assassin's Creed glitches and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> falling through the floor in random places or clipping into things because what open world game that just released doesn't have those issues. Uh, but overall, just everyone that talks about it the one thing they say is that like the choices you can make is incredible the rpg elements it's like the rpg ver the newest version of the witcher 3 like a lot of people really like the witcher 3 and how they did a lot of things and they're saying that this is the best rpg since the witcher 3 that's really funny because i feel like i remember hearing a lot of those comparisons for ac origins last year like people like oh you could tell these people played the witcher 3 and were kind of inspired by it so they also played was pretty influenced by the witcher 3 and just how the game was because it was fun and a lot of people really enjoyed the witcher 3 and so like okay so how do we capitalize on what they did yeah I do know they also played Zelda Breath of the Wild because I, I saw a video today that there is a Korok seed uh, Easter egg in the game where you go to this island in game <laughs> and there's little rocks in a circle and there's a little man with like a leaf with sticks out that looks like a Korok. So really? I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Really weird oh my Easter eggs because in Origins, there was a whole Final Fantasy. Yeah, there's like a weird Final Fantasy. Like like the, uh, Chocobos. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not they're not afraid to uh, put in some Easter eggs and references to other games. That's but that's cool. Anyways, two minutes wait, are wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. I have one <laughs> more question for Rob. Are you gonna play as the sister or the brother? I forget their names, but you can choose between uh, the sister and brother. Alexos and Cassandra, I think. That sounds right. Wh- which one are you going for? 
I think I'm going to play as Cassandra. Okay. Mix that um, up. What I've heard is she seems cooler than the brother. So. The reason for that is also I've played every Assassin's Creed game, and only two games in the entire series have let us play as girls, and those are Syndicate and Liberation. Now, Liberation was not super great. It was more of a mobile-type game, or made for the PSP or, you know, mobile console type thing. And then Syndicate, you could play as either or, but you had to play missions as the guy. You yeah. you didn't have an option. There were missions that are only his, and there were missions that are only hers. And so this is the first fully open, big, AAA Assassin's Creed game that you get to play as a female character for the whole game. And it that sounds awesome. Cool. It's cool. We're finally there. Also, really quick shout out to Spartan Kicks, because literally I'm going to be doing this all over <laughs> Greece. <laughs> the challenge is to not say this is Sparta every time you do it, Rob. That's yeah, impossible. <laughs> you have to say it. Um, I can't not say this is also, Sparta every time I do it. <laughs> also out this week, today Capcom dropped Mega Man 11, which uh, we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about some of our impressions of the demo. And um, just from looking through our Hey Listen to Twitter feed today, it seems like there was a lot of a lot of our followers picked it up, and a lot of people seem to really be enjoying it. I, I did see that a lot of people are already kind of saying this may be the best Mega Man game that they've played. So um, what do you guys think? Do you think Mega Man 11 is going to start this resurgence of uh, Mega Man games for Capcom now after so many years of just not making Mega Man? Like, uh, I'm curious to see. I mean, they've re-released all of them, I feel like, a hundred times. Well, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I did play the demo, which was hard, and it felt like other Mega Man games, which were also hard. And basically, reading around some of the reviews, a lot of people were basically saying, this game feels like a Mega Man game. Um, it feels exactly like how you'd remember it. It's hard, but a lot of people... Uh, one of the things reviewers were saying was the fact that Mega Man feels like... It feels very core Mega Man-like, and it felt like it had um, been passed by um, in platforming by some new newer platformers. Oh, for sure. More unique and interesting twists, so... I thought that was kind of an interesting, and it's getting good scores, but it's averaging like a seven, I think, on Metacritic or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's still a Mega Man game. Yes. So if you love mm-hmm. any of the old Mega Man games, Mega Man X, the NES ones, or anything, um, you're probably <clears throat> going to love this game. I've only dabbled in a couple Mega Man games. I've enjoyed what I've played, um, and I think it looks really, really fun. I'll probably pick it up at some point, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's just good that we're getting another, you know, old school styled Mega Man game where. They're not trying to do some crazy open world Mega Man game or something. You know, it is, you know, kind of that classically styled Mega Man game. So, I think they learned a lesson in the <clears> early two thousands. <throat> yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> um, so, this week also brings us one of the biggest PlayStation VR titles, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Which, if you don't have a VR, like a PSVR, you probably don't even know what this game is. But uh, basically, when the PSVR launched, uh, Sony's Japanese studio put out a um, Playroom VR um, app that was free to download. And basically the best game on there that basically warranted you downloading this collection was called uh, Astrobot. And it was a basically a little 3D platformer where you follow the character through and you control him with the controller and you can interact with what's going on. And it just was a really, really fun platformer. And I know that I had you play it at least once, Nathan. Um you remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I, I do remember. It was, it was a neat idea. <laughs> yeah, so it was a neat idea, you know, a little platformer. It was only about five, ten minutes long, but um, I remember that being one of my 
favorite things when I first got PSVR. So basically that team heard the feedback of, wow, this is awesome, we want more, and made a full-fledged game out of this. This is a full platformer. It's over 10 hours long to, you know, see everything in the game. And there's boss fights, you know, tons of different levels, worlds, collectibles. And pretty much every review that has come out this week has said, this is the best PSVR game. You know, 10 out of 10 for VR games. This, you know, is the system seller for VR. So I am super excited for this game. I really want to play it. It's probably going to be like my Christmas game that I'm going to ask for. Um, And it's kind of cool because it's not a $60 release. They're releasing it for 40 bucks. So it is a little more discounted and it has that, triple a shine and polish like it's made by sony's japanese studio so um some people are saying you know this is vr's mario 64 i'm not going to go and say that far i haven't played it yet (laughs) but it definitely looks really really fun and i can't wait to uh try to get my my hands on this game but that's a pretty bold statement saying that it's vr's mario 64 yeah i think everyone has been looking for vr's mario 64 (laughs) Mm -hmm. since vr released I don't think this is the first time I've seen someone describe a VR game as VR's Mario 64. I think obviously yeah. there hasn't been one yet um, because there's not a consensus on it. But mm. this seems promising. Yeah. And, Hopefully. you know, what I was thinking is I'm like, well, there's been a lot of other good VR games. But I think one of the reasons hasn't PSVR necessarily hasn't broken sales numbers is because there isn't a game like this. Like, you think of the best experiences and they're like, online fps shooters or something like resident evil 7 which was you know really the biggest triple a game that came out and you know those aren't games that everyone's going to play like they're going to scare people or you know people don't like the online experience but this is a game like mar that you know really anyone can jump in and enjoy and have fun so yeah um hopefully uh, it does well but uh anyways moving on to uh news um speaking of vr oculus has announced the oculus quest this week and uh this is really big news for vr as well because um, this is really the first big standalone VR headset. Um, what that means is you don't need a PlayStation 4. You don't need a giant gaming computer or any other device. You just buy this standalone device and you can play VR. It is completely wireless. It has really good like touch-sensitive and motion controls. Um, it has a VR tracking that they're saying can track up to like a 1,000 square feet around you. So like what that means is theoretically if you play this out in an open field and you're playing like a giant game of, let's say, there's a VR kickball game, you could run around that field wherever you wanted, and it would track and move you, you know, through a giant space out in Wait, the real I world. can tell just based off the headset? Yeah, that you're it has moving. all the motion and cameras and everything in the controllers and the headset where it can track your exact movement. So, like, my, my PSVR has, like, an eight-foot, like, box that I have to stay in, but this, you know, is a giant box, which sounds almost impossible to me, so... I don't know how they're doing Can I this. Ask a question. Yeah. If you're gonna go out into a field and run around and play VR kickball, <laughs> couldn't you just buy a ball and play real kickball? You could, and I think that is why VR has not broken out because people do not want to strap something to their head yet and do all this. But I guess this... I guess my biggest concern for this one is that like it's another thing that you have to buy. It's another like console essentially that you have to buy and I don't know if people are going to be that invested in buying this when it already is, like you mentioned, it is attached to a computer. We have uh, yeah, VR the, the on Quest the isn't really attached to anything. So, like, that's that's really the big selling point is, yes, you are going to have to buy it, in it, but it is only $400, which compared to, you know, a lot of other VR stuff, that's not bad. Like, a PSVR is 
300 bucks for a bundle and you need to have a PlayStation 4 on top of that and everything. And so pricing wise, it's actually very impressive. They got it down to 400, but this would be really advantageous if you don't have any other console that you could run VR on. Like I already have a PS4, so it Mm -hmm. makes sense for me if I was going to get into VR, I just pay the 300 because it's either 300 for the VR set or 400 for a completely different thing. So you do have to have wires strapped into your head with the PSVR and stuff like that. So for me, if I, I don't have any VR stuff, if I was looking to get into something, this sounds promising because one oculus is supposed to be one of the better vr mm-hmm. things out there the current model which you need a computer like they've already announced so this 50 is, games for this yeah, thing this is standalone this is something that i don't need anything else to which is nice and it's also wireless um i know one of the reasons that i haven't really gotten into vr there's multiple but one of them is because it has so many wires you have to have more stuff plugged into your system and stuff like that and so it's just a little bit more of a hassle so a lot of wireless ports, yeah. is definitely a this is kind of something i think a lot of people have been waiting for and being like cool i'm interested just let me know when it's actually just a thing i can take with me and put on my yeah. head and be easier than yeah. what it has been in the past and i don't want to spend too much time so. talking about this but just specs wise it is technically more power powerful than something like the psvr which is i think another impressive part about it it's not as as impressive as you know a oculus or a vibe that's hooked up to you know a two thousand dollar computer but it's powerful enough to run a bunch of vr games and like real big like quality triple a vr games not just like you know simple flash games and vr video so um something like on your yeah phone. so like i just kind of said this is i think the next kind of generation of vr this is going to kick off you know a lot of other similar headsets and you know pricing is going down very rapidly and we're seeing wireless now so um yeah, so this is coming out next year, so it's still still miles away, but uh, definitely um, is interesting to uh, see if this takes off or um, you know what what kind of comes next in the VR world. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, we'll be curious to see what happens. All right, Nathan, I'm going to throw this over to you for the next news story because I know you've been really waiting to talk about this. <laughs> uh, there's been a leak today that there was, oh I, as soon gosh. as I saw, I thought of you. So I woke up this morning and I looked at my phone. and I was like. Oh, this would be amazing, but there's no way this this can be real. And what I'm referencing is, of course, the Harry Potter RPG that was leaked, I believe it was like sometime Monday night. Um, and what it was, was this guy who apparently claims that he went to a, he was at a mall and they asked him to come and basically watch this demo trailer or something like that of this game. And he, so he went, um, he wasn't supposed to have his phone, but I guess they didn't check and he, he took a video and uploaded it on YouTube um and so everyone saw this and they haven't announced the title yet or anything like that um this is just a someone took a video complete leak um and complete rumor right and now. it's like it's a not, trailer not it's, officially it's, confirmed it's, it's not but yeah like... i watched the video it looks like a trailer um so it like starts out and it kind of shows um like character creation it looks like you can create um your own witch or wizard and then yes. there's all these basically it just kind of goes through and shows um Rob's like I'm sold there's character creation. <laughs> I spend more time playing character creation than I do any other game. Yes. Wait. And so you can go through the trailer kind of goes through Hogwarts there's different um parts of Hogwarts that you can see like the Forb- Forbidden Forest and other regular thing um kind of mainstays of the series from Harry Potter. And the combat looks really good. You're like using wands and um your wand to basically like 
attack things. Um, it looks kind of rhythm or combo based, but it's hard to tell because it is kind of just a crappy video quality. It seemed like um, a lot of it was interacting with environments and stuff. Yeah, a too. lot of it was interact. Like you, there was one part of the trailer where he like used his wand to pull down like an entire ceiling on some magical creature or something like that. It, it looked very neat. So, anyways, um, sent the send that came out. The video has now been taken down due to copyright strike from WB. Um, so everyone, a lot of people are theorizing, well, this game is probably real. The The video looked very much like this looks like something that some people are actually working on because yeah. this would be way too much work to actually have someone make yeah. this. It looked too good to, to be a fake. Or to something. be a fake. Exactly. And it, exactly. It wasn't even, it didn't even look like it was necessarily that early on. Like this looks like it's a pretty well-developed far in development game that should be announcing soon by looking at how polished it looked. Can I, can I just be a little conspiracist yeah. for a moment? I don't believe in accidental leaks. Okay. Well, so I well, believe that so... I believe this is like leaks like this. I think are intentional. Like mm-hmm. you know, like how the new iPhones leaked every year, or you know that sort of thing. Like I think this might be like an inside job. Like because who in their right mind is like, hey, there's a random guy walking by in the middle of the mall. Let's just have him come in here and watch this short video and pretend like he maybe doesn't have his phone on him. Other people confirm <laughs> that companies do this sometimes. Like because I heard that and I was like, that seems insane. This seems so other weird. Companies have have done this. Um, so people were talking online. A couple other things. Um, the guy also released kind of like a uh, basically a bullet point list of different features of the game. Like it's supposed to be set in the 1800s, um, and he kind of outlined some of the things we talked about, like character creator, and you're exploring Hogwarts and new locations. And um, anyways, and then interesting was uh, this guy named Lizo Mazimba. I'm not sure how to say his name. But he's a British children's TV uh, person who's been around for a long time. And he tweeted out and said, I am told that this is from a yet-to-be-announced RPG currently titled Harry Potter Potter Magic Awakened, um, although other titles, including Magic Forever, are also in the mix. And other Potter games are thought to be on the way. So this seems like it's something that's real, it's happening, and perhaps we'll see this trailer sometime in the near future. So I think we talked about this on the episode of show a couple months ago. Um, Jeff, you tweeted out, um, in response to that tweet. So yeah. I know, sir, uh, Brad is very excited for this game, I think. And uh, this looks like something that looks very promising. This is game, uh, I'm well, excited about this I game. will completely ignore and be off my radar because I don't care about that world, but I'm happy for the Harry Potter fans who are excited to hopefully finally get a real game that's not Lego or something small. And not know, mobile. Crappy time. <laughs> yeah, and not that terrible mobile game. Yeah. So, Anyways, thank you very much. We'll check back when there's something <laughs> official that releases. All right, so the biggest news this week has to do with the biggest game really in consoles right now, which of course is Fortnite. Um, Sony has finally caved after, you know, we've been talking about this all summer long, ever since the Switch version came out. Sony has finally said, okay, we're starting a beta for crossplay on PS4 where Fortnite will be the first game that is going to work with crossplay starting today like it started last week and they have unlocked all your epic accounts so like I can confirm I was able to go back into my account that I've had for 10 years on Epic that was locked and forced to only be able to play on PS4 and I was able to log in on my Switch in my Xbox and I can play on any device I want using the same account it's all cross save I even played two hours uh, last night with my friend who's on xbox me on my ps4 and everything seems to be working fine with fortnite so 
it finally happened, guys. Sony has caved. And they said other games will be coming Epic, in the near future, but this is really the only game that yeah. they're starting with. But Epic uh, also said they're working on a way to be able to merge those accounts, right? Like if you made a Switch oh, account yeah. specifically. Like next month that, they're hoping um, to do I that. I think, yeah, sometime in November they're hoping to see so you can merge your accounts so that so I can get you all have my your items. one account and you can have, have all your items that's, on one character. That's so great because I played Fortnite so much this summer when the Switch version came out. And, like, I still want to use my original account, but, you know, it'd be nice to have all my stuff I earned over the last three months on the Switch, yeah, too. So yeah. that is cool well, they're doing just, that. Just the fact that they're doing this is just awesome that PlayStation has finally given in to what people have been asking them and telling them that they're stupid for not doing. And the fact that they're willing to be like, okay, fine, we'll do it. You know, and we were talking last week a little bit about the, the new PlayStation update uh, 6.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we were talking about it, it didn't really do anything. I think this is what it did. I think this is why every why Sony's like, hey, mm-hmm. there's actually something coming, and there we go. So now just, we actually have. It does this. seem kind of weird though. Like, why would they not have just said, yeah, the six point update's coming out with crossplay beta? Like, it seems kind of weird that they would you know do it a couple days I mean, later randomly. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it is cool. We're glad Sony has finally joined the crossplay party. Hopefully, I more hope, games come. I hope they, they keep bringing other games. Like it seems like Rocket League is going to come. But, Rocket League definitely yeah, will. Sure. Ideally, should be awesome. Rocket League, probably Minecraft. Hopefully, because that seems to be playable everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping yeah. the one game I want crossplay is Destiny at this point. I would love Destiny, but I don't think it'll happen until maybe like so. Destiny three or something like that. Um, we'll, we'll I, I don't know. I, I feel like they could definitely do it. Everything Bungie stores is server side, and I feel like it wouldn't be. That hard, I, I think the only reason they'd hesitate was maybe just for competitive balancing. Like, if I'm going up against PvP against PC players, that would not be good. But I'm sure you can opt in or out of something like that. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice to at least just have the cross save. You know, if I played on another platform with my other friends, I'd have my same account. So yeah, that would be that would be really. And nice. what's one game that you hope Sony adds crossplay on to play with other systems for a multiplayer game? Do you guys have any other picks? Hopes, dreams. Rob's like, what multiplayer games do I play on PS4? <laughs> That's true. I'm I was drawing waiting a blank. for Rob, but I forgot he doesn't play any. Well, um, I actually maybe like 2K or something. Or the, the first game that popped in my head was actually Overwatch. Um, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I know Overwatch is probably one of the biggest competitive esport games right now, mm-hmm. and. That's that would be cool if you could actually practice and play on whatever console you had. Yeah, and just be able to, you know. Uh, even just cross save, you know, like have your account no matter what system you're playing on would be cool. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the first one that pops into my head. What about you, Nathan? Uh, mine is also probably Destiny Two. Um, that's what I've been playing a lot of lately, and that's probably my most played multiplayer game. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm so invested in the PS4 ecosystem that I don't mm-hmm. really have anyone who plays friends who play on Xbox or anything like yeah. that. So, but but I think it'd be nice just mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that is cool. Great that we finally have crossplay. You know, it's not officially on PS4, just with Fortnite for now, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, Sony is opening up to that idea at long last. Yes. Um, one other uh, news story I wanted to talk about real quickly here was uh, EA's loot boxes. Loot boxes are now back, and they are worse than ever. Uh, the new <laughs> FIFA 19 game came out last week, and you know, fans of that game seem to be enjoying it. But um, basically, they released the loot box odds. And so basically, as you're earning them in-game or you can pay real money to you know, get these card packs to do the online mode, um, you're not buying cosmetics. Like, you're 
literally buying card packs that affects your gameplay, affects your team. And this is for FIFA Ultimate Team. That's the yes, mode. the FIFA Ultimate Team mode. And so basically when you're getting these loot boxes, um, you get a couple cards in each pack. And every single pack you have will you know, have a guaranteed chance of common, which are you know, the crappy players that have to be in, the, in the, uh, the packs, right? So you don't want those. To get a basically uncommon character that is 82% overall stats, um, it's a 43% chance. So over half the boxes you open will not even have an uncommon character in it. Um, then we have going to the next tier to get a character that is 85 overall stats or higher. It is a 4.3% chance, not 5%. 4.3 so we're, we're going going pretty low here and then the ones to watch that's basically like your epic tier like the the thing you really want to get in your loot boxes uh that is a less than one percent that's not me paraphrasing that's the exact wording so this could be like a 0.05 percent it could be 0.03 we don't know it's just smaller than a one percent chance so what this means is if you open a hundred of these loot back loot boxes you probably will not get one of these ones to watch like um you know that you're trying to yeah. get and just so you guys have a kind of a comparison if you're not sure how other games do loot boxes i did look up the overwatch loot box uh rates which um basically has a guaranteed rare item in every loot box and then you have a 18 percent chance of getting an epic item and a 7.4 percent chance of getting a legendary item so the best item you could ever hope for in in overwatch drops every basically five and a half loot boxes and in fifa it drops one in over a hundred loot boxes so just looking at even just some other games how they do loot boxes and see how terrible these rates are for fifa is a surprise to me but i know maybe not everyone cares about that or looks Um, at that i don't know so as someone who does play a fair amount of sport games I play NBA 2K19 regularly and Madden pretty regularly. Um, both of those games, I don't know what the exact exact stats for their ultimate team modes are, but I would not be surprised if they are something similar to this with basically how those kinds of modes, they're in almost every sports simulation game these mm-hmm. days, and the drop rates seem pretty similar to that. Um, so you think this is one, more like a sport loot box problem or well, rather every, than just EA? Every or? sports game, you, if you look at the people who play these type of sports games, one of the things you notice is that they're looking for those rare loot drops. They're doing all this stuff, and they don't really pay a whole lot of it. We were talking about the show. They don't really pay a whole lot of attention to any of the other games and drama going on with loot boxes. Yeah, so there's like a, a lot, lot of people them, who only play FIFA or only play Madden or two K or whatever it is. It's yeah. Only budget money for these things and so they're willing to drop more money on this and loot boxes and all that stuff and they're already getting all the daily packs and everything and so this seems like kind of pointedly focusing on one demographic of people. <laughs> just taking are, advantage I, I think, of those people. I think people. it's just <laughs> taking advantage of those people and who are not as informed definitely, and stuff. As a 2K player, let me tell you, there was a big outcry last year because 2K did something very similar and a lot of people were upset about it. And uh, the developer said, hey, this year we're going to be dropping more better cards sooner on and early on in the gameplay and stuff like that. So um, I think people definitely get upset about it, but it's not nearly as much as something like Star Wars Battlefront 2 where it was like basically the entire gaming community saying, hey, we don't like this. Yeah. So, I mean, with Battlefront, it was straight up content being locked behind the yeah. loot boxes and characters. This is more just a separate mode that you're building. Um, so it is definitely different. But 
knowing a couple FIFA players, I do know that's where they spend a majority of their time yes. is in this ultimate team mode, um, which is crazy. I mean, it's, it is just atrocious to me that there's a less than 1% chance of getting your desired item out of a loot box. That's like, you know, imagine going to a you know casino and gambling and you have to play a hundred times before you win, essentially. Like, it's, I don't know, I think it's just very, very terrible of EA to be doing this. And yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. So hopefully there's more outcry because I haven't seen that much outcry about this, but... I'm appalled, and hopefully that gets changed at some point. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so did you guys want to jump into video game bracketology now? Sound good? Let's, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. So we're going to hand things off to you, Nathan, here. Go and explain the rules. Um, I know you put something up on Twitter, and just uh, tell us what we're doing. Sure. So we're going to play video game bracketology. If you don't know what bracketology is, basically um, – I am familiar with it from college basketball, but basically we, we are. It, <laughs> yeah. is a, uh, it is a tournament, and people have done this all over the internet for different characters and lots of different stuff. But basically a tournament where you put different seeds against each other, and they ha- there's head-to-head matchups, and if they win that matchup, they advance further and further on, and eventually you get to one winner. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We are doing a 32-game um, v- uh, hey, listen, games cast video game bracketology bracket. So there are 32 games on here. Each has a different matchup, and they're kind of split into four different categories. There's like a fantasy style game category. There's like a Mario and Nintendo game category. There is a like shooter and kind of sci-fi game category, and then a third-person game category. Um, all of these games uh, we had episode 100 le- recently. All of these games are taken from somewhere on our top 100 list. Um, that you can find yeah. if you go back to listen to. So these are certified, hey, listen, fresh games. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, and most of them are from our top 50. Yes. So. Yeah. Most of them are from our top 50. That's a good clarification. Right? Yeah. Just yeah, It seems, just looking at the list real quickly, you kind of picked a variety of different genres, different games. So like kind of everything was kind of well represented and there's different matchups going through. Yes, so. that is the plan. So what we're going to do right now is, um, Rob and Jeff, here's what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of go through each of these different matchups. You guys need to agree to choose one winner. Then we'll advance to the next round and continue so forth until we get to one winner overall for all of these 32 games. All right, so, sounds good. What's our first matchup? First matchup. So, go ahead. Questions, Rob? Oh, I was just going to say, Jeff, what we should do uh-huh. is we should just say which game we think, and if we disagree, we'll talk about it and we figure out which one we want. Yeah, okay. Sounds yeah. good. So, first game, Legend of the Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild, or the Legend of Zelda: The Ocarina of Time. Why do you start oh off gosh. with the hardest question? <laughs> Ocarina of Time. Um, I mean, I feel like I have to say Ocarina of Time because it is one of the best games ever made. But Breath of the Wild is such a good game, and is Breath of the Wild more is content? Really good. It is probably better, but I, I we can do Ocarina of Time. That's fine. You're gonna, you guys are gonna go Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into easy. a Zelda debate. <laughs> We've had many of those on this show. <laughs> All right, so Ocarina of Time moves yeah. on. All right, next one. Uh, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim or the original Fable game on the original Xbox? Fable for me. I, um, yeah, I have, a, I have a soft spot for Fable. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys are breaking my heart right now. If it was me, I mean, I'd, I'd have to say you're Skyrim. You're a big Skyrim but... fan. But... It, I think it's got the same thing. Like Skyrim is probably bigger 
and better game overall and has more things to do. But like, I just love that story of the original Fable game. And I even, I literally was playing this last night. Like I was playing Fable Anniversary on my 360 and I was playing with my wife and it's very accessible and it hasn't aged super well, but like story-wise and everything, it's, it's a great game. All right, moving on to the next matchup. We have Horizon Zero Dawn versus Star Wars Battlefront 2, the 2005 edition, the first Star Wars Battlefront the original, 2. The good one. The good one, yes. <laughs> this is like oh, tear my man. soul in half. This, this, <laughs> that was the point, as I was like, <laughs> These we came matchups. up with this hundred yeah. li- this uh, top 100 list, and it was fun, but we didn't have to have any head-to-head competitive. So this is a kind of True. a fun way to talk about it. I'm going Horizon Zero Dawn. All right. Okay, I'm going to, I'm just, I love Zero Dawn, and it's one of my favorite PS4 exclusives. Uh, but I have to go Star Wars Battlefront 2 just for the amount of hours I've put into this game and how playable it still is to this day. And I feel like this is almost just like a single-player versus multiplayer debate here because single-player-wise, Battlefront's... It's obviously Battlefront's Zero got good Dawn, stuff, but yeah, yeah it's, it's Horizon. But I just feel like I have to give the nod to Battlefront just because of all the experiences I've had playing this game with friends and like doing space battles and stuff like that. All right, so we have a tie. You guys are both tied. I will be the deciding vote on this one. I'll jump in if you guys okay. are cool with that, unless you want to argue some well, more. Well, Rob, I'm willing to be swayed to Horizon okay. if, uh, okay, so if you're reason, dead set on that. The, the biggest reason I say Horizon over Battlefront 2, again, I put tons of hours into her Battlefront 2 also. I've played mm. it a ton. But the reason I say that is because Horizon Zero Dawn was my game of the year for that year. So... Mm it was one of the best games I've ever played. And so yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I have to go with the one that I, and as a single player kind of exclusive type person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's I mean, fair. I'm, that's a, the thing is I would be swayed to Battlefront two also. Cause I really love that game as well. It's near and dear to my heart, yeah. but man, well, like horizon, it is almost kind of like a game of the generation for like PS4, like up until Spider-Man, that was probably my favorite PS4 exclusive game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing game, but and I don't know if I could say the same for Battlefront Two. Like I feel like Halo Two or or something would be like you know the game of the generation for the Xbox or something. So, um, so it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah, we can do Horizon. Let's let's do Horizon. Nathan, right. what were you gonna say? Yeah, uh, I was probably gonna say Star Wars Battlefront Two, but that's because <laughs> I haven't beaten Horizon Zero Dawn yet. So that's just kind of my, my shame. So, so we're going you just haven't Horizon. played it enough. I haven't played enough, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So All we're right, going cool. with Horizon. We're going with Horizon. So moving on to the next matchup, we have The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, or Super Metroid, both Super Ooh. Nintendo games. Link to the Past. Uh. <laughs> this is what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see you guys just, oh, this is so painful. Jeff, the thing for me is I've never actually played metroid games i've played well i've played little metro games but i've not played super metroid and so for me i've played Mm -hmm. link to the past yeah what i'll say about link to the past is i love it it took everything from the original Zelda game made it way better and it's it established so many you know things that would have been you know things that have popped up in every Zelda game since then like it was such an iconic game um but i'll say metroid is my is the best metroid game like by far and above this is the best metroid game i've ever played it's always been my favorite and it's inspired one of my favorite genres to this day which is you know the the metroidvania you know explore you know in a giant 2d world and come back and upgrade and i just love that system and link to the past i love and it's probably my top three zelda games but um yeah i i want to say super metroid here so i i say we go to to nathan for the tiebreaker here um gosh i feel like (laughs) i'm gonna 
so to be clear, I have I've played both of these games. I haven't beaten either of them. So that's where that's my gaming history. How many games on this list have you beaten? Uh, <laughs> that's a topic for another show. Let's let's move along here. No, um, so I think I have to give it to Super Metroid just because mm-hmm. it is widely considered like the best Metroid game in the series. And it did kind of establish an entire gaming genre, like you mentioned, Jeff. Yeah. So I'm going yeah, to... I would, I would say that's a fair decision. I, I'm going to go give it to Super Metroid. And the music is so good. Like, that soundtrack is amazing. Yes. Like, I love it. It's one of the best 16-bit soundtracks ever. All right. Yeah. So Super Metroid wins. On to another first-round matchup. We have the original Destiny versus Mass Effect 2. <laughs> Wait, one oh. of my favorite games of all time versus Rob's favorite game of all time? Exactly. Fight to the death. <laughs> Mass Effect 2 all the way. Mass Effect 2 blows it away in the story department, character developments, relationships, all that great stuff you expect from Bioware. Destiny beats this game in literally every other category with music, shooting, multiplayer, gameplay, art style, graphics. Everything is better in Destiny other than the story in Mass Effect 2. So I think it has to be Destiny. I mean, do, do no. you, what do you not agree in that statement? What does Mass Effect have better than Destiny other than the story? My, my reasoning behind this is I put 120 hours into Mass Effect 2, and I put 20 hours into Destiny. I will Actually, counter. I don't, know if, I, put, I don't even know if I put 20 hours into Destiny. <laughs> I put 40 to 50 hours in Mass Effect 2. Loved every second of it. I put 480 hours into Destiny. Loved... Most of that time. <laughs> Did not love that. Uh, by, by the end, Destiny, you know, it, the first year was rough. But yeah. by the end, that, that game is amazing. It has so much content, so many good memories in that game. I'm just saying, you know, one of the things when we wrote our top 100 is that we put, you know, we had to consider all three of our opinions. If I mm-hmm. wrote my own personal top 100, Destiny would not even make the top 100. I fully believe that. Yeah, well, that, that's because it's multiplayer-based game. Like, your, your and, top 20 yeah. would just be just single-player. Which oh yeah, absolutely. Destiny so is in the top as just 20. single player. Yeah. All right. So, so that's my, that's my thought on it. I'm... I I don't think you guys are going to come to a decision here, <laughs> knowing you, both you and your personalities and your gaming <laughs> habits and preferences. So I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to say that due to the fact that Destiny took basically a year until it was like really enjoyable and got good scores and was a lot of fun to play. Um, due to that fact simply and the fact that Mass Effect 2 came out like if we were going back in time if you go back to your play Mass Effect um, like launch in 10 thing. years and you'll play Mass Effect 2 and be like I can still enjoy parts of this game and appreciate this if you go back to Destiny 1 if it's like the base game or whatever it is you will not have that same experience so I'm going to give it to Mass Effect 2 I am sorry Jeffrey Ah, all right. Give it to a game that has one thing better than the other game. I see how it is. All right. Well, this, this oh, is what the, the people wanted better. to hear. <laughs> they wanted to hear your pain and suffering. Yeah, yeah. No, the music is good, but it's not Marty O'Donnell. So. All right. But still, I know. I, I personally <laughs> did enjoy the original Destiny more. Um, I've never actually played Mass Effect 2. So maybe I should just stop talking about how much I've played this game. <laughs> what? what did you vote for me? Okay, whatever. Can Let's you move actually on. Video games? Can you be on the show? No, I, 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 secretly I just don't Nathan. know anything about video games. All right. Uh, next matchup, we have Halo 3 versus Halo 2. Ugh. <laughs> Halo 2 is always going to hold a special place in my heart because it was basically my first really M-rated game that... I was really allowed to get in play and played the crap out of it. Um, 
but Halo 3 has to get it for me just because I put so much more time into Halo 3. The ending to the campaign didn't suck like Halo 2's. It was longer. The multiplayer was more fleshed out, and they had the Forge mode, and that was really the game that I got Xbox Live with was, was Halo 3, so I got to give it to Halo 3. I would say that I've probably, so for me, Halo 3, the campaign is incredible. I love the main story and finishing the, the fight. The race at the end? Ah, oh, love it. Oh my gosh, one of the best levels ever. Um, and just every, like the game, the gunplay, everything else in, in Halo 3 is really good. But Halo 2, I would give it for multiplayer, just because I put way more time into Halo 2 multiplayer with all my friends and, you know, plug in a bunch of Xbox together, but... <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm I'm agreeing with you, Jeff. Halo three takes it. Yeah, Halo three for the overall package, I think, has to take that one. Yeah, yeah, because right. the multiplayer was still really fun. It just wasn't Halo 2's like. Yeah, it was it was, it was a different type. system yeah. for sure. Yeah, but. it was different, but it still was fun. And it still is great to go back to today. Like it's you know it was in HD era, so it's not quite as hard to look at as Halo 2's frame rate and stuff. So. True, that is true. Nathan. Yes. Have you actually beaten both of these games? I have beaten both of those games. <laughs> there you go, fans. <laughs> he has beaten a video game. He can be on the show. All right. Thank you very Wait, much. It had to be, has to be legendary difficulty, though, or it doesn't count. Uh, I think I beat Halo 2 on legendary. I think I only beat Halo 3 on the heroic. All right. We get half a point then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next matchup here. We have Overwatch versus Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. I love Overwatch. I've put over 100-something hours into that game, too. But you can't make me pick Overwatch's characters over Smash Bros. characters. So Smash Bros. all day. Like, that's one of the greatest gaming franchises of all time. Overwatch is amazing, but it's not the greatest franchise of all time. Like, doesn't include the best characters of all time. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Super Smash Bros. also. Yeah. And, you know, no disrespect to Overwatch. That was our game of the year, I think, in 2016 when it came out yep. on the show. Like, we love that Such game. Such a great game. But uh, Smash Bros. is way more accessible, and it's a party game you can play with. Eight people at your house. <laughs> and you can play in yeah. so many different ways. Yes, exactly. All right, Smash Bros. Moving on. All right, last matchup of this side of the bracket, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe versus the original Animal Crossing. Uh, Mario Kart, because Animal Crossing requires no skill, and Mario Kart requires more skill. <laughs> Some There still is luck involved in Mario Kart. But yeah, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe had 48 stages, which is insane. Like, yeah. think of a... Arcade race that has that many stages. There's none that are that polished and as good as Mario Kart. Um, you know, Crossing's a fun, relaxing game, and it's kind of weird that these two are matched together because they're very different types of games. Yes. Hard to compare, but <laughs> they were like uh, the two games that didn't have any other similar games on, no, yeah. on the list. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with Mario Kart. Kart also because I've played way more Mario Kart than Animal Crossing. All right, but hey, shout out to Animal Crossing if that's the original one because you can play a bunch of NES games on there. And they're like actual good NES games, not like yeah. the Nintendo like Switch Online NES games. Like, <laughs> wow, isn't shots great? fired! Isn't it great that he plays Animal Crossing for the NES games, not it, the actual Animal Crossing games? It was a great time, feature. Like in the GameCube era, there was no other way to play those games unless you had an original. NES. Yeah, for sure. And then they realized they could charge people a bunch of money to buy them over and over again every time they release a new system and they stop putting it on animal crossing yes that is very true all right moving on to the other side of the bracket we have the mario pool so starting off we have the original super mario galaxy versus super mario odyssey i hate you so much <laughs> why do you make me decide between my two children my, my, my two lovely beautiful children uh rob you have to start here because i i Just uh, still like i can't choose yeah well the best part about this is i've actually not played either of these games 
Okay, have you seen like people play? I've these? seen. Which one I've would you rather the, play though? Which one would you I've rather seen them play? Played, uh, Galaxy. Galaxy. I honestly, Odyssey looks great, but I have never played Galaxy, and a lot of people talk about it as being one of the greatest Mario games, like this, the spiritual successor to sixty four. So, yeah, um, uh, Galaxy has a lot going for it. It's got the music. It it did a lot of things that were a lot different than any other Mario game. Um, but I feel like I have to go Odyssey because of all the crazy things that game did with just, you know, all the jump into the pipe and your 2D and all the different captures that you can, you know, do. And just the amount of content was way more than the original Mario Galaxy game. So, um, and just, it's open world too. You know, you, you can really explore giant sandboxes for hours while Galaxy was much more linear. You're kind of just following a path to get the stars. But. As the resident Mario fan around here, I'll give it to you. Mario Odyssey it is. Yeah, l- right. l- let's do Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Breaking my heart. All right, next one. Super <laughs> Mario Brothers 3 versus Super Mario World. Uh, again, I hate you. <laughs> my other two beautiful children on the other side of the family. Uh, with the 2D side. And uh, I'm just going to say Mario Bros. 3. I don't want to get into everything, but... Mario World was my top choice for many, many years, and every couple of years I flip it, and it becomes the other one. Yeah. So, it's really either one. Like Mario World has way more levels and has great, you know, stuff. But Mario Bros. Three overall just is probably better overall. So, Rock, I, I think you, I, I, think I played Super that? Mario World way more, and I enjoyed it way more just overall. Super Mario Bros. Three was kind of a little strange. Dude, it's Mario Bros. Two was the strange one. Mario Bros. Three was like. Mario the Brothers purest Mario platforming. Uh, that's true. Like every Mario platformer after Mario Bros. Three has brought elements from that game. Like, I get, I get three and two mixed up. Uh, yeah, two's the weird one where you like don't jump on enemies' heads to defeat them. You have to pick them up and like chuck them at things. Yeah, and yeah. The final boss is not Bowser. It's a giant green dinosaur named Wart, and you're dreaming the entire time. And like, <laughs> hey, Super Mario Bros. Three is all just a play. So yeah. no, no, that's yeah, Mario Bros. Three. That's Mario Bros. Three. Let, no, that's what I said. It's it's a play. Let, let's do Mario Bros. Three. All right, Mario Bros. Three. It is. Moving on, Banjo-Kazooie versus Super Mario 64. So I have a really soft spot in my heart for Banjo-Kazooie because I put so much time into Don't that one. Don't we all? I really love that one, but I got to give this to Mario 64. Yeah, you can't give it to any other game except for Mario 64. If you're talking on any list with two 64 games, I don't care what the other game is, Mario 64 is the best 64 game of all time. It, it always will be. So. All right, easy, easy enough. All right, next one we have Tetris vor- versus uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. So either of those games. Versus I'm going the Pokemon. Tetris. I'm going Pokemon. Oh, but Tetris is, is so good and so accessible to everyone. But Tetris And it's is... been ported to everything because it's still so much fun, even though it got invented 30 years ago. Pokemon has changed a lot. Tetris did not need to be changed at all. It's never been changed. But here's really. the thing. Tetris is that, it's that puzzle type. You don't even have to think. You mm. don't have to actually have... Well, you have to think to in Tetris. You, you got to plan ahead. But you don't have to have much skill to play it. I mean, obviously, if you're going to be good at it and you know rack up the points like some mm-hmm. of those big arcade box type people, you got to be really you got to be really clever and smart and have all this tactics and everything. But Tetris is one that my wife sits around and plays on her phone. So you're saying just for the accessibility, you're voting Tetris. I'm saying the accessibility, accessibility te- is what makes Tetris no, such a great game. I'm saying it's. It's simpler concept, and Pokemon Red and Blue was revolutionary and started the whole... None of the other Pokemon games would exist without Red and Blue. 
None of the Pokemon craze would exist without Red and Blue. Dude. I think it is hands down. The and puzzle games in general probably wouldn't exist if we didn't have Tetris. So it's 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 the same way. So I don't know we we can go to Nathan on this one. I love right. Pokemon Red and Blue, but that those games have not aged as well as Tetris has. So I love Pokemon. I feel like I'm betraying my child, but I have to go with Tetris just because it basically spawned the entire puzzle game genre. So. <sighs> Sorry, Rob. And they're making a Tetris VR game that comes out in a month. And I'm excited to play Tetris in VR now. (laughs) All right. Yeah, the game looks promising. All right, next one for you. We have The Walking Dead Season 1 versus The Curse of Monkey Island. The Curse of Monkey Island. Actually, the original Monkey Island. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. (laughs) I was like, The Curse of the Monkey Island wasn't that great. The the original Monkey Island. We're doing Walking Dead Season 1, right? Yeah, Season 1. Yeah, with Lee and Clementine. Yeah. Um, before you answer, Rob, remember the final scene of The Walking Dead Season 1 and then answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just remember. So, I absolutely love Monkey Island. I think it's a fun game. It is... I even, like, this week, I've been playing The Curse of Monkey Island, and it's nowhere near as good as the first and the second ones, but it's still pretty good. But Walking Dead Season 1 was, like, heart-wrenchingly one of the best games I've ever played. So One of the best video game stories really ever told. So we, we have to do that. Walking into season one. All right. Well, I know Jeff's photo. <laughs> yes. Okay, next one. We have Shadow... Hey, Clementine will remember that, okay? Wow. <laughs> well, I hope she remembers it fondly since she moved on. Uh, next one, we have The Shadow of Mordor versus Assassin's Creed 4. I never played Assassin's Creed 4. It is still in the shrink wrap. And uh, I 100%ed Shadow of Mordor, so I'm going Shadow of Mordor. I have to say Assassin's Creed 4 because I 100%ed Assassin's Creed <laughs> The opposite 4. reason. There you and go. Shadow of Mordor is not in the shrink wrap, but I put a grand total of 20 minutes. I will say it. Shadow of Mordor probably would not exist if the Assassin's Creed games didn't come out and improve and do things. But um, I just love Lord of the Rings and the Tolkien world. And it was really the first good Lord of the Rings game, game. that had, you know didn't really hold back anything. And it wasn't held back by licensing or like a, a rating or anything. So... I, I just really, really like that game. So, Nathan, we go to you, I guess. Go to me. Okay, uh, I have to go Assassin's Creed 4. I love Lord of the Rings, um, but I think the Assassin's Creed 4 did more to vary the gameplay and pr- improve on the Yeah, there's, like, genre. cool ship stuff, right? Yeah, there's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's all pirates. How, what and... can you... What can go wrong? <laughs> I was like, throw pirates in. Game of the Year contender right there. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, finishing up the last two, we have... Uncharted 4 versus Uncharted 2. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Like, Uncharted 4, you know, it's been a, a while now since that game came out, and I've had some yep. more time to think on it. And I loved how cinematic it was, but pacing-wise, i got to give it to Uncharted 2 because Uncharted 2 was so good at every single moment, every story beat. Well, Uncharted 4, I felt like it kind of dragged out a little bit, and... Um, I, I liked how they wrapped things up and stuff, and it was cool to see a culmination of things. But Uncharted 2 is really what made me love those characters. I, I wouldn't have enjoyed Uncharted 4 as much if Uncharted 2 wasn't the amazing game it was. Okay. So. I'm glad you said that, that last little thing. You, know, you wouldn't have enjoyed the characters as much if it wasn't for Uncharted 2 because mm-hmm. I really liked Uncharted 4 and its story. And again, what's not to love about pirates because it's pretty much what Uncharted 4 is all about. <laughs> but... Uncharted 2 definitely set a precedence for the Uncharted series, and without Uncharted 2, we wouldn't even have an Uncharted 4 or any of this Uncharted series, and uh, Naughty Dog would not be doing nearly as well if it wasn't for Uncharted 2, because it definitely set 
that whole studio up with one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. And, and who can it's not, an amazing game. And who can deny that one of the greatest openings in any video yep. game ever exactly. is that train scene. Yeah, so, Uncharted 2. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Last matchup of the first round, we have Arkham City versus the original Red Dead Redemption. Arkham um, City. Yeah, Arkham City. Story is way better, um, and it's more engaging. Not quite as much to do as in Red Dead, uh, but it is an overall, I think, better experience. Awesome. Not as many people to tie to railroad tracks yeah. and run over, but... Yeah, you can, you can still uh, brutalize people with your fists. You can still right. cripple people and to submission yeah. also another <laughs> game with a great uh insane ending uh arkham city good ending. oh seriously one of the best endings ever all, all right, right so are we gonna move on around two yeah we're going we're going sweet 16 we're gonna we'll, we'll fly through the rest of these i think we've talked through yeah. every game so i think we'll get through the rest yeah of kind of go a little more rapid fire yep go a little bit more rapid fire so we have ocarina of time versus fable ocarina, ocarina of time. time let's move on all right <laughs> i think that's pretty easy Horizon Zero Dawn versus Super Metroid. Oh, just real quick. I do want to say, I once had an argument with someone at the midnight launch of Super Smash Bros. Brawl for the Wii, and he was trying to convince me why Fable is better than Ocarina of Time. Shout out to that guy. You're still wrong. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Horizon, uh, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn, Dawn versus Super Metroid. Uh, yeah, Horizon. 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 All right. Yeah. Some classic gamers would be very upset with you guys. Mass Effect 2 versus Halo 3. Halo 3. Halo 3? Rob? Halo 3. Halo 3. Oh my goodness, I'm a little surprised. <laughs> I love Mass Effect 2, but I've put way more time into Halo 3 than Mass Effect 2. And yeah. I said I put like 100 hours into Mass yeah, Effect 2. Yeah, I was more so. emotionally invested into Mass Effect 2, but that can't beat the hundreds of hours spent with friends in Halo 3's multiplayer. So Sounds good. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Um, Mario Kart. For me, it's Smash has always got to beat Mario Kart. I, I love both of them, but just the higher competitive level of Smash, I think, gives it gives it to me. And the more variety Nathan? characters. Uh, mine is definitely Smash. I love Mario right. Kart, but it's the same as Jeff. So. Yep. Smash Bros. All right, Smash Bros. All right, next we have Uncharted 2 versus Arkham City. Oh! Um, Uncharted 2. I'll go Arkham City because I love I love comic books and I I I remember that game blowing my mind when it first came out. Uncharted 2 I played a little bit later, so I feel like maybe that has part of the influence, but I'll go Batman. We'll throw us one to Nathan. Ooh, well, I think both of these games are the best in their series, but I will go They're Uncharted really 2 good. as well. All right, sounds good. Which one did you go with? Uncharted 2. Yeah. Uncharted okay. 2 is moving on. Cool. Uh, then we have Walking Dead Season 1 versus Assassin's Creed 4. Walking Dead Season 1. Yep. Whoa. I love Assassin's Creed 4. I would say it's one of my favorite games of all time. But Walking Dead Season 1 is still one of the most emotionally invested games ever. So yep. it's, it, it's magic well, what they captured in that game. I am amazed. All right. Me too. Super Mario 64 <laughs> versus Tetris. Mario 64. 64. 64. Pretty easy. So me, Bowser. We got Tetris one win. All right, Super Mario Brothers three versus Super Mario Odyssey. I, again, Odyssey. I, I hate you for making me choose between <laughs> make this choice between the best of my two pairs of beautiful twins. Um, I'm going in Odyssey because it seems because of the just everything that made it like game of the year, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mario Odyssey was a great celebration of everything Mario. 
But uh, Mario Bros. 3 is what made Mario games also amazing and set the bar for the quality of Mario platformers. So I'm going Mario Bros. 3. All right, that means I'm the deciding factor. And uh, since uh, Super Mario 64 is awaiting its arrival, I'm going to make it interesting and go Super Mario Bros. 3 as the 2D game that moves on. Ooh, yes. Sounds good. I'm okay with that. All right. That finishes up the Sweet 16, so we're into the Elite 8 now. So first matchup we have is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time versus Horizon Zero Dawn. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Zelda. Zelda, all right. <laughs> they were just obligated to put Ocarina all the way because, spoiler alert, that was our number one game on our top hey, 100 hey, list. You can change your, your <laughs> mind in a couple in a couple months. Okay. That's, that's totally fine. That's okay. true. All right, uh, Halo 3 or Super Smash Brothers for Wii U? Oh, my gosh. Halo Two of the best 3. multiplayer games of all time. <laughs> I have, have to, to go Halo 3. You have to choose. I mean, like, with Halo 3, we can give it to it because it has better online, but, like, Smash Bros. is, like, Smash Bros. Like, Smash Bros. is Smash Bros. <laughs> I can't vote against Smash Bros., so I, I'm going Smash Bros. here. So, again, this is up to you, Nathan. All right, I'm I'm going to go Halo 3. Okay. Um, Just because that game was so impactful. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, then we have Uncharted 2 or Walking Dead Season 1. Ooh. Huh. This is where it clashes because both really, really amazing storytelling. Yeah, incredible story games. And, like, neither one of these had amazing gameplay. Like, I mean, Uncharted 2 had some really cool, like, cinematic moments where you're, like, running and things are falling you, apart. But you don't play it for the fun game. Yeah, like, 70% of that game is just standing behind cover or shooting people, and it's not that fun. And Walking Dead, you're pretty much just walking around, like, not yeah, doing anything. Do so. a couple puzzles and stuff like that. But. Um, I'm going to Walking Dead because that made me cry, and Uncharted 2 didn't quite make me cry. All right. <laughs> I'm swayed by tears in this case. Wow. <laughs> Rob? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, Uncharted 2 was definitely a fun game and obviously one of the best stories in gaming. But like you said, Cover Shooter versus The Walking Dead, which, you know, quick time events, which are the bane of my existence half the time. <laughs> but it had all the choice stuff in there, too. Like, I re- I replayed this game um, all the way through so I could see, you know, what some of the different choices were. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was going to say Walking Dead Season 1 just because it is one of the and it's just an incredible game. It's good. Wow, you guys are not that, my heart. Not that Uncharted Two is bad. Yep. That's, yeah. Be quiet, good. moderator. We're All right. We didn't ask you okay, this round. Okay. I'll, I'll be quiet. <laughs> All right. Last one is uh, Super Mario Brothers Three or Super Mario Sixty Four. Sixty Four. Why, why do I keep having to choose between two amazing Mario games? <laughs> I this made the is Mario evil. category just for you, Jeff, just to see. Just so we like, couldn't get a Mario squirm. Final Four or exactly. anything. Exactly. I want to see the nice get, knife oh, get twisted. Oh my goodness! These are the, the two games of my childhood. These are the two games I played most growing up, and it's like, what, what do I remember more fondly? My my young and innocent years, or my my slightly older and innocent years? Like, <laughs> slightly. Older. Um, and this is just crazy because I've. I've you know done everything in these games. I've beaten these games. I don't even know how many times. And I, uh, uh, mm, I don't know. What do you think, Rob? I'm going with 64 simply because not only is it one of the best games ever, it's an incredible game, and the gameplay was so revolutionary at the time. But also, it is so accessible even today. Like 
so many people speed run this game. There's almost Despite always having the... to use the N64 analog stick. <laughs> yeah, like for how wonky the controller was, people still use and play this game all the time. Like speedrunners yeah. are playing this game currently as we speak. I will say like Mario Bros. Three though is more of like a like more of a perfect game in a way I'd say because like you're never fighting the controls or the camera in that game. There's more variety in uh the levels and in the content it's way more difficult and more challenging um and there's way way more secrets than mario 64 and there's tons of costumes so i'm going mario 3 so i guess this is going to you nathan i'm Again. going Super mario 64 as well all right um, just because of 3d mario and what <laughs> all right that means we have our final four uh first up the legend of zelda ocarina of time versus halo 3 well I mean, I feel like we're really asking the battle who would, or the question who would win in a one-on-one battle, Master Chief or Link? Depends on the Link. <laughs> Depends on what Link. Adult Link from Ocarina of Time. Uh, I feel like Master Chief would win that battle because he would just stick Link in the face, and there's nothing he could do. So uh, I'm going Halo Three. Rob, I'm going Ocarina of Time. Great. Whoa! Now we have to make Nathan both- disavow <laughs> Zelda on the show. For the record. So, Nathan, what'll it be? I can't disavow Zelda. What are you, what are you <laughs> Darn it, I thought we had a chance. I thought Halo 3 would be the one game that could maybe do it. Uh, nope. No, no? okay. Ocarina, that's fine. Ocarina, Ocarina moves on. All right. Uh, Super Mario 64 or The Walking Dead Season 1? Mario 64. Mario 64. Mario 64. Gameplay. Gameplay is just too good. Yep. 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 All right, that means we love the 64 on the show, as you know. It comes down to <laughs> time versus Super Mario 64. So Nintendo actually sponsored us, so this whole episode has been a, a fluke, guys. This is all a sponsor to say that the 64 Classic is coming. Yes. <laughs> I wish we were that popular. And we could, I know, right? You could ship the N64 but, Classic with just these two games, and everyone would still buy it. That's true. <laughs> oh, I'd be first true. in line. All uh, right. What's it going to be, guys? So it, it's Mario 64 because um, it is, I think, way more replayable than Zelda just because you can go back through and refine any of the stars and revisit all the different worlds. Zelda, I feel like, is more something you just want to do every couple of years. You go back and just kind of reimagine the story. And it's never really as special as the first time. While with Mario, I feel like it's special every single time you jump into those worlds and uh, Are re- revisit it. Are you saying you didn't believe in Peach baking Mario a cake? Oh no! I, I love I love the cake. I go all the way through to get more cake, and okay. I just continually want that cake. So Mario sixty four for me, but I have a feeling um, uh, I'm not going to win this one. I am very torn on this decision. <laughs> yes, because I, it, you bring up a really good point about replayability. Um, I do. If I had, you know, if I still had a sixty four, I wish I did. That's why I want a sixty four classic. <laughs> Come on, Nintendo. I would probably play uh, Zelda maybe once every two, three years. Mm-hmm. While well, I'd play Mario 64 probably every year. Yeah. Or even just imagine, like, you walk into a room, there's a TV. You have Ocarina of Time set up on one. You have Mario 64 set up on the other. Like, you're going to go pick up Mario 64 because you can just pick it up, play it, have fun right away. You know, it's it's that kind of a game. Well, it's fun because you can challenge yourself to get stars or different ways and try and do different tactics and stuff. Try to get all 100 coins in every level and you, like, die with 97 after crossing every inch. I mean, I think in in the name of, like I I mentioned earlier, speedrunners and all that stuff, uh, Mario 64 is a far better game in the long run, like, or in the, you know, to come back They both have a lot of speedrunners, 
play but both of these games for sure. But I just um, absolutely love Ocarina of Time. It is definitely probably one of my all-time favorite games. Game design-wise, these are like the two games that like have done things okay. the best. So we got to have a decision, Rob. What are you going with? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sticking with Mario. So are you with me or not? I'm going to make Nathan decide. So Ocarina of Time. <laughs> no. Decide. Oh, no. Why are you doing this to me? So Halo 3 didn't do it. Will Mario make you de- renounce Zelda? Um, Mario 64, Nathan. I personally Look enjoy- at that winged cap. I personally enjoy Ocarina of Time more, but due to everything that Mario 64 did, how we referenced it as the Mario 64 game of VR earlier in the show, uh, yeah, everything it's go. done for gaming and three, mm-hmm. bringing 3D gaming into the space, I will go with Mario 64. Woo! So, Jeff, honestly, I was going to say Mario 64. I just wanted to make Nathan decide. Nice. No, that I. So that I actually fun. was going to say Mario 64 because well, it sounds I, like we all agree. I, I agree with everything on that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is like we said earlier and it's so funny because we're, we're choosing between like you know here we have like you know 16 of the best greatest games of all time or 30 of the best games of all time yeah. right so like you know you, you can get mad at us if you're listening and go oh how dare they pick that well, it's like you know these are all games we would love and play in a second exactly so and if you are very upset it's, about it's this just fun. Uh, we actually made this so you too can participate so we went and made a uh, bracket five bracket um, and it has all of these games in the exact order we just talked about um, lined up with the matchup. So what we want you to do is go to our Twitter, um, and under our Twitter, it's our first pinned tweet. Um, it says, vote in the Hey Listen Games bracket. Click the link. It takes you to the bracket, and you can click through and uh, click on whichever games you think deserve to win. Mm-hmm. Go through, select all the matchups, and then pick your winner. Um, just a warning, we did use a free site, so there are some ads and spam. Don't click on the ads or spam. I can't promise in it, like <laughs> your computer won't blow up or something like that, but go vote in our bracket. I certainly hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you just click on the little pictures. It's pretty easy. Go through there. And uh, uh, it sounds like we'll... We'll yeah, open it for about a week plan- or so. It'll be open for the next week, and then I believe we'll announce the winners um, on next week's show. So hopefully, you can do that sometime in the yes. next week. Let your voice be heard. Uh, you know, you can share it. You know, with your friends if if you had fun doing the bracket and stuff, and it'd be be fun to see uh, which game comes out top for our our listener votes. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Be cool. Cool. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, I know we're was fun. running a little bit long on time, but I think we wanted to talk had a couple games we should want to talk about. So. Uh, I'm going to say, Jeff, what have you been playing lately? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of different games. Uh, got really far in Destiny 2. Got an awesome quest to drop, but I'm not high enough to complete it, which is really sad. Uh, I think I'm 547 light. If, if you're playing Destiny 2, that's about yep. where I am. Uh, Gears 4, started the campaign. I, I like it so far. Um, I just wish I had someone to play it with, so <laughs> I'll just cry every is, time I play better. it. When you're playing, I will say the AI versus. in that game is amazing. They actually revive you, unlike Halo 5's awful, <laughs> terrible, garbage AI uh, partners. So that, that's I'll, made it I'll okay. come and play it with you. I do love Gears. Great. Uh, that would be awesome. Chainsaw um, people in the face. <laughs> yes, it's very gory. Do not play this if you're under 18. Um, yeah, but the main thing I want to talk about was Batman VR. Uh, I finally finished that experience. I got the move controls and everything. And it's very different when you're playing it standing up. Like it changes the way the game uh, controls and everything so mm-hmm. um it's just so fun you can just literally just pick up batterings and just chuck them anywhere in the world there's a little batter battering mini game um and just i really love the ending of that game i brought in killer croc and the joker did some fun stuff on arkham asylum and i haven't had you play it right before we did the show here nathan because i wanted someone else to experience it and Ugh. it was just really really crazy like kind of surreal experience that 
it gets a little, gets a little freaky at points. Very creepy. Very creepy. But it, it, it really sells the environment. It really draws you in. So the only real question we have about Batman VR is, did you feel like Batman? Yes. Like, this is the most anyone will ever feel to being Batman. Like, you, they even put mirrors throughout the game that you can look into it and just move around. Just and you're like, Batman. whoa, I literally am like Batman. <laughs> yeah. You can flex and stuff as Batman. And, like, just picking up batterings and throwing them around at enemies and at things and stuff is as much fun as you would you would hope. And you have an unlimited amount of them. So it's... It's a lot of fun, and it's it's rock steady. So you're in that world that you've you know from the Arkham City games and stuff. So um, it's it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Neat. Um, cool. So yeah, we got about another minute or two for each of you guys if you wanted to share anything you guys were playing. Um, but yeah, we got to get going here soon. Uh, Rob, anything you wanted to uh, mention? So I play Dragon Age Inquisition, a little bit more Fallout Three. I play. I've been playing The Curse of Monkey Island. Um, just working through the C letters, and that's a fun game. I'll talk more about that another time. But nice. uh, I did play a game in my Steam library called Curses and Chaos. It's kind of like a 2D pixelated um, fighting arena type game. Mm-hmm. So you're on one stage. It's a 2D. So, so it's like a beat 'em up, like an arcade type game, or ish. It's like a you have to fight goblins and all this stuff, all trying to remove this curse, and it's really chaotic. Hence the name. <laughs> wow. It has terrible controls overall i didn't really like and maybe that's just because i'm not used to playing games like that i mean i'll admit it did require a controller and it's kind of very like you know like uh rivals of aether or super smash bros you can play the game but to get really good you have to be like really pro at different moves and stuff yeah you want they basically expect you to be pro at those when you start playing the game um and so it wasn't super fun i lost five or six times burned through all my lives five or six times and, and never on. made it past never made it past <laughs> the first stage and just kind of was like eh, this isn't really all that yeah. fun so i don't think anyone could blame you for that moved on all right nice. cool uh nathan i wanted to shout out the original mario brothers uh the game i played this on the, the NES, arcade one right? the, i believe like with the turtles and yeah, the yeah pipes. the one with the turtles and the pipes and stuff like that played this on the switch online it launched so it's, i guess it's the nes port of the arcade game but I spent almost two hours playing this with a friend last How? Friday night. This game, I've never really played it before. If you're playing co-op and you kind of get in a rhythm, it is so addicting because you like get really close and then there's like one thing that messes you up and you have a certain amount of lives and you can earn more. Mm-hmm. You just try and get... there's see how many levels you can get into and you're like oh man i bet we could get one level farther and you just keep replaying it and replaying it so i had a lot of fun playing yeah. the original mario brothers so check that out if you have a switch i never thought about that i'm like man the Nintendo switch online the app isn't that great and it, i think it, what i just assumed is everyone had played all those games to death like i have yeah and but like you know somehow you totally missed that game yep, and you experienced it. it and it's a great game like it's good for a couple hours and so i guess i guess that's really cool that there was probably a lot of other people experiencing that Stuff game for like the that. first time yep. yeah yep, exactly. very cool then the other game i wanted to quickly <clears throat> shout out was a uh, gang beast this is a indie game published by double fine and it is a 3d like brawler but you're basically in a space and you have everyone has a different character it's a multiplayer game and you're trying to basically kill that person usually by throwing them out of the arena and <laughs> like the game doesn't tell you the controls at all you just kind of have to figure oh, really? them out and stuff like that so you're like so we were playing you're like oh, i think like circle is the headbutt and i think like if you press so just arm button mashing one, and, for the most part you're button mashing and then you, but it's kind of a slower paced game like if oh, okay. you button mash you won't do anything so you kind of have to build up damage hmm. and then throw them out and weaken them so it was a really chaotic, chaotic. fun yeah. multiplayer game nice 
All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to visit our Twitter at HeyListen underscore games and vote in our Bracketology uh, vote and let us know uh, what game you picked to uh, to win the tournament. We will leave you with the Castlevania Rondo of Blood prologue theme. Have a good week, everyone, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya.